Welcome to the Shepherd King Podcast. We exist to equip pastors and leaders in the local church to transcend beyond current culture, to see government through the lens of the gospel, and engage as modeled in the scriptures. I am Leo Lazzarini. And I'm Greg Baker. Thank you for joining us for one more episode of the Shepherd King Podcast. Today, we're not going to continue our series on kingdom culture. We invite you to join us on our next episode as we continue on this topic in building and bringing a kingdom culture to government in other spheres of our uh, society. But today, we're going to talk about a specific topic. Greg, we have noticed that our hotels are emptying out. People are leaving our state in Iowa. A lot of direct flights from Des Moines today, this morning. Uh, what is happening? What did happen? Yeah, so we just ended our Iowa presidential caucus. This occurs every four years in Iowa. Iowa finds itself in a unique place that it gets to vote first in the nation in the presidential primary process. That is still true. The Republican Party, the Democratic Party, lost that for the first time this year. And the state of 3 million people with 65 million hogs becomes the center of the world for just a brief period of time. Mm -hmm. Just here yesterday, you saw a very different state. You saw downtown Des Moines packed with media from all around the world. Mm. Had the opportunity to interact with BBC, another member of our team, got to interact with the New Zealand press. People from all around the world want to come and learn about the caucuses and really see what does the people of this small state have to say mm. about who should be the next president of the United States? And then you wake up today, and we're back to being a state of 3 million people. <laughs> and a uh, quiet, humble place as the world transcends on another small state of New Hampshire, which then just a short week from now, they will be finished with their primary as well. And this will continue on to all 50 states in the U.S. territories. What a special place to be as Iowans. Um, Greg, tell us about last night. What was your perspective? Uh, what was your experiencing caucusing? What what caucus was that for you? What uh, number? Yeah, so I've been caucusing since, and me thinking, Leo, 2004 was my very first caucus. I was eight, was not actually 18 yet. I turned 18 in time for the general elections. I'm mm -hmm. 17 at a caucus in a small town of Earlham, Iowa, 1,200 mm. people. And I've caucused every four years ever since. Mm -hmm. And this year I was in the, the city of Des Moines where I live now, caucused at uh, Roosevelt High School. And what was really neat this year, I had an unexpected meeting yesterday with uh, the BBC. Mm. Uh, I was at our church um, speaking to some University of Chicago students with Noah and Denise on our team. And uh, with the cold, we didn't get the door latched quite right. And uh, the BBC news cameras walked in looking for an Iowa caucus goer. Hmm. Ended up spending a, an unexpected hour with them. They're having a hard time finding someone. So we came to the right place. I'm an Anglophile. So I will <laughs> gladly talk with you. You just talked to me a little bit about the king and queen. And we'll talk about the caucuses. It was really neat as I ended up viewing the caucuses through the lens of this British camera crew. And they followed me to Roosevelt High School, the caucus site, and we took our two kids with us as well, so that made the caucuses a little extra interesting. And what I saw was, um, obviously, there's votes going on, candidates winning, but I saw the process mm -hmm. in a whole different light. 
Um, the BBC just kept talking about how different it was. And I, I just sat there and I reflected on that, went to the caucus, and I just watched what took place. I thought the caucuses are a really beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. They're not convenient. They only occur at 7 o'clock on one night when it's negative 4 degrees outside. But they're unique. Mm-hmm. What I saw was people I don't get to see often, neighbors that all live within blocks mm-hmm. of where I live, coming together to talk about who the leader of the free world should be. Mm-hmm. And they did it so civilly. I thought, man, if we could act like we do on caucus night every night, mm-hmm. how different our nation would be. You had a, about 200 people gathered in this high school auditorium. People from different political persuasions stood up on stage and spoke and said, this is why you should vote for their candidate. Mm-hmm. Each candidate had five minutes. Uh, There's one candidate, Vivek Ramaswamy, that the campaign didn't set up anyone from the neighborhood to speak. So this guy went up in a Sam's Club uniform and clearly just got there from work and just a guy from down the road from us and just spoke. Mm-hmm. And everyone clapped for everyone that spoke, regardless mm-hmm. of they voted for him. Everyone was civil and there's a lot of downtime in between. And neighbors are just talking to neighbors. Some neighbors meeting for the first time, mm-hmm. neighbors that known each other for a long time. And there's such an innocence to the process. You just vote on this piece of paper, you put it in a bucket, mm-hmm. and they count it. And it's it's simple. It almost seems too simple, but it's surprisingly accurate and safe. You're mm-hmm. voting for volunteers that are from your neighborhood to run the process. And there's just such a beautiful innocence to it. And I thought, what a humble way mm-hmm. for the selection of today the most powerful position in the world. And I thought, this is an American treasure mm. that we have to preserve and learn from. Mm-hmm. Just the beauty of neighbors coming together in the spirit of iron sharpening iron and serving one another. We saw Iowans the last few days helping candidates get stuck out of the snow. Mm-hmm. We had a guy that's from Florida. He's the governor of Florida running for president in a state where the temperature is negative 10 for a high in northern <laughs> Iowa. And all these poor Floridians had to learn how to drive in this. Mm-hmm. And I, we had a presidential candidate, Vivek Ramaswamy, who got stuck and an Iowan just pulled over and helped him get out of the ditch. And I thought we showed the best of Iowa mm. the last few days, and we showed the best of America. And we showed that there is a better way to do our electoral process. Mm -hmm. And I hope here in Iowa that we can take that snip bit of an hour Mm -hmm. and apply it to the way we interact on social media, apply the way we're going to talk to one another the months leading up to another presidential election, Mm -hmm. and just remember that neighborly moment. Mm -hmm. Because we made that night different as we knew we were neighbors and we treated each other accordingly. Mm -hmm. Bring that same neighborliness to social media. Mm-hmm. And boy, Jesus teaches a lot about this. You think about that Samaritan right. that helped the guy on the side of the road where mm-hmm. the priest walked by, like, mm-hmm. who is my neighbor? Right. And I think we need to apply a Jesus definition of neighbor and mm-hmm. the way we view one another. I think we'll be surprised how much more civil we are towards one another. Mm. That's well said, Greg. What a great reflection on the Iowa caucuses. Um, how would you tie that back with the intention of the uh, founders of this country for democracy in the beginning of this country? Is that, would you say that's what they intended for a democracy to look like? How would you tie that back to to this experiment of government that we have had for? There was a day every state did a caucus. Mm-hmm. The nation has grown a lot mm-hmm. since those days. And a primary is so much more simple. Mm-hmm but it's so individual. 
And I think what we've lost is government is not an individualistic deal. It's a community deal. Mm. We often vote very selfishly with their individual um, needs in mind. You go to the ballot box separately, you vote, and you leave separately. Mm -hmm. It's so individualistic. Voting for a collective institution. Mm -hmm. When you're voting for the President of the United States, we're voting for someone that's going to serve over 300 million people. Right. It makes sense to do it as a community. Mm. When you're going into a caucus site, you're factoring in your neighbors mm -hmm. as you're making your decisions. You're even listening to them. Mm -hmm. Logistically, is that possible today? I don't know. But we at least got to strive to think better community-wise. Mm -hmm. And the caucus provides a system that really encourages that. Mm. And we have... With Modern day technology, with just the speed that we move as a culture, we're too individualistic today. Mm -hmm. We need that community component. That's something I love about the Latino community. I think mm -hmm. it's one of the best things that has been brought into the American culture from the Latino community mm -hmm. is a sense of communal family. Mm -hmm. Family beyond just your mother, your brother, your father, mm -hmm. but like a cousins and just a greater community around you. Mm -hmm. And that heart needs to return to American government. We talk a lot about governance on this podcast, mm -hmm. Leo. It's a heart for your community that's going to ultimately move us towards governance. Mm -hmm. A heart for an individual always lead towards a more combative electoral process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's all said, Greg. And even the being able to talk about your candidate, why you're voting for the candidate in a place where you you have uh, respect and uh, for one another. You see your neighbors there. That community uh, feeling is just so important as we think about government. But that's that's well said, Greg. Do you have a verse for us today? What? How does that connect with? Um, yeah, the word of God. Like what? What other thoughts do you have uh, about this caucus in 2024? It was a good, healthy lesson on civil discourse. Um, there's a lie today that peace only comes through blind harmony. We're just going to pretend to completely agree. Mm -hmm. That's never going to happen. Mm -hmm. How do we learn to have healthy conflict again? When I saw this healthy conflict at the caucus, and I know that wasn't true every caucus location. But overall, I saw healthy conflict. I saw neighborliness. That's the big thing the BBC pointed out to me. But I thought of this verse from 2 Timothy. Paul gives us actually really good instruction as Christians of how to handle disagreements. And he starts with the Lord's servant must not quarrel. Quarrel is arguing to win. Mm -hmm. It's competitive. Truth should not be competitive. It should be like sending a life vest to somebody drowning. It's not competitive. It's not for two teams on a football field and I'm going to beat you. Mm -hmm. It is no, this will save you. Let me give you a life vest. You think about the care that you're going to give somebody that life jacket, mm -hmm. right? The Lord's servant must not quarrel, but must be gentle to everyone. Mm -hmm. Gently disagreeing. Able to teach me. You don't shy away from speaking truth. And patient. Boy, we're not patient with one another. Mm. Instructing his opponents with gentleness. Notice how Paul hits gentleness twice. He knew he'd miss it. Mm -hmm. And here's what I love. Here's the end goal. Perhaps God will grant them repentance, lead them to the knowledge of the truth. Then they may come to their senses and escape the trap of the devil, 
who's taken him captive to do his will. The truth of the Bible isn't here to win an argument. It's here for life. And the hope is by bringing the truth of the Bible that it sets people free. Mm-hmm. And, and I think about this electoral process we're in. I mean, the hope of the truth electoral process is that our, our communities would thrive. Mm-hmm. And we make that our end goal. We're just going to interact with people very differently. You think about why we were so civil at that neighborhood caucus site, because we have to go back living together right. as soon as that gets done. And at the end of the day, no matter who wins all these people will still live amongst each other. Mm-hmm. And that government leader will be their authority regardless of how they voted for them. And as the Lord's people, our heart should just be to share truth, see life, and see people thrive. Mm-hmm. And I think you want to be a model today in the culture. Mm-hmm. Don't be the best arguer. Mm-hmm. Be a gentle instructor That's awesome. that is always bringing timely truths. Mm-hmm. That life jacket in a freezing cold Atlantic Ocean that brings a chance of life, that brings a caring, gentle touch along with it. Mm-hmm. I think we have an incredible opportunity to really minister today to people. And there's going to be a very contentious presidential election ahead. And just like all things in life provide witnessing opportunities, mm-hmm. this election will provide witnessing opportunities for you. Mm-hmm. Do not get sucked into being a culture warrior. Be a gentle ambassador for the Lord, always willing to speak truth in and out of season, because mm-hmm. you know that the truth brings life, and you love your neighbor, and that's why you share it. And that is the people that turn this world upside down, mm. not culture warriors, people that spoke gentle truths. Peter was once a culture warrior, and then he was born again. Mm-hmm. He learned a different way, and we need to learn it too. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Greg. Thank you for sharing your perspective on the Iowa caucuses. Uh, it is a important moment for the nation. And it's good to think through um, with biblical lenses and reflecting on um, the time that we live in and the opportunities we have to witness uh, Christ to the ones around us. So thank you. Thank you for joining us for one more episode of the Shepherd King podcast. And we hope to have you join us again. The Shepherd King podcast is brought to you by the Church Ambassador Network, a ministry of the Family Leader Foundation that inspires the church to engage government for the advance of God's kingdom. For more information about the Church Ambassador Network, or if you would like to donate, please visit our website, thefamilyleader.com backslash church.